is a needed Become, become the pulse of the revolution In the ranks of the masses rising Get up, get up, your voices are needed Become, become the pulse of the revolution In the ranks of the masses rising Alright, hello everyone, this is a call to actions We are talking to a returning guest, Miss Candy Griffin Van de Walker, and we had our very first interview with you back in 2014. It was the beginning of a call to actions, and so much has happened since then. So we are catching up today with all the, um, the technology that has come on. We've, we've just got so much to connect on. But um, let's start with at least letting the people know, Candy, what you do um, and kind of where the whole discovery of Mergellan started. Okay, so I have been a nurse for 30 years here in New York. And I believe I figured my process out about 2006, which was a long time ago. Um, in the beginning, there wasn't really anybody talking about this. It was one little group within a Lyme community that I was in researching with. And then I decided to make my own space, which was morgboard.proboards.com. And a friend of mine and I started out researching there. <clears throat> From there, it took us to Morgellons Research Group, which was an amazing group of people out of Oregon. And we did some amazing work there. That is where the um, energy clearing protocol came about. And we'll talk about that again later on in the discussion. Um, and of course, then I did my conference with you folks and got to meet you in person in 2015 in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And I went on to do a few more conferences from there. But um, the research really began around 2006. What happened was I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. I didn't know where it came from, what causes that. Even as a nurse, I didn't know that information. So I went looking online and I found information about manipulated forms of mycoplasma that were done by Merck Pharmaceuticals under US government contract. And they used a mosquito as a vector to infect people and make them sick. And, you know, there were many people that came down with chronic fatigue from being bitten by these mosquitoes. Now, let's be honest, who hasn't been bitten by a mosquito in their lifetime, right? right. So that was where my journey kind of started. And that led me into Lyme disease, which is also my personal belief is a bioweapon. And it was intentionally created. And instead of mosquito, they used the tick as the vector for that one. And from there, it led me, strangely enough, to the topic of chemtrails, which was, I thought, absolutely absurd, except for the fact that years before I found this information, my entire neighborhood had been chemically bombed with a brown and greasy-like substance. It was dripping from roofs of houses. My car was completely covered. Um, and I lived in a small suburb outside of a small city. So the odds of them coming to that area were kind of slim to none. And that's when I started to understand that maybe more of this was really about me than I understood for some reason. So um, I was led to the chemtrail topic and then I had a flu shot that nearly destroyed me and it did physically disable me for four years of my life. Um, it actually triggered 
the chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia in my body, which was dormant mycoplasma, which was then activated by a vaccine that doesn't take properly in the body or a trauma is the other way that it can happen. So I started my journey out thinking I had chronic fatigue syndrome and fibro, which I did have. It was brutal. I was deathly ill. And then a friend sent me a page on something called Morgellons, and I had never heard of it. And I started investigating it. And that's really when my foot slipped and I fell very quickly down the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Um, Information just came flying to me left and right. And I started putting the pieces together and figuring out. The internet connection says it's unstable. It to us. What are the materials that they're using to do this? And lots of other things. So we can just go further. I don't want to just ramble on. But um, once I discovered the Morgellons topic is really when everything started to flourish, you know, which was about 2006, 2007, somewhere around there. And these were, this was back in the day of people like Jan Smith, who was researching and had a lot of work online. And, you know, she's gone now. Nobody knows where she is, you know, um, which does happen a lot too, unfortunately. But um, I've been at this for a very long time, probably about 16 years by now. And, you know, it's not all my work. It is the work. It is a collaborative effort of years of people like you and Bobby and everybody else who has joined me in person, who has presented their material, who has, you know, volunteered to help in some way, all of this, you know, we're stronger together, obviously. No one person can do any of this. So I, I don't toot my own horn and say, oh, I'm so great, look what I did. No, I didn't do it. The only thing I did was put it together in digestible pieces for people so that they could comprehend and understand the degree of what we're dealing with here on the planet at this time. There really aren't that many people. Yeah, there really aren't that many Mm -hmm. people who, who actually even, um, I think, first of all, are brave enough to even look at this stuff, let alone, uh, you know, put their own name out there and, you know, risk their own life in uncovering some of these details so, I mean, the first step is being brave and understanding responsibility. And once we take initiative and responsibility, uh, then it just becomes, it, when it becomes normal, I think it starts to get pretty interesting, you know. And then mm-hmm. we, shed sure. away, you know, we shed away those feelings of, of, of fear uh, the, the more that we're involved in this because it, just be, it becomes a lifelong mission. Now you've been in it a while. Uh, you got involved in this um, just around the time that I graduated from high school. I graduated in 2006. Uh, my eyes really started started to open up while in high school. I noticed something was wrong. I was about 17 when I really started to wake up. Uh, started to understand a little bit about what the Department of Defense was up to that was back when they had first rolled out their big dog uh, mm-hmm. four-legged robot now they've um, and that pretty that pretty much gave me my first clue so I, I knew the Department of Defense was more involved than 
you know, any high schooler is supposed to know. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. That was my first clue. So, you know, keeping all that in mind, um, I personally don't know much about Morgellons, um, but except from what I've learned from you, that I don't think there's really anyone else out there that has put the puzzle pieces together and investigated um, the the agenda that Morgellons was used as a tool to further. Um, so after you discovered Morgellons, where does the transhumanism part of it come I just in? wanted to make mention something too, since we're in the same time area there around 2006, um, I had come, come down with something that appeared to be chronic sinus uh, infections and come out, come to see later on, I realized it was actually something else. Um, I noticed at the time that there was a whole bunch of people that got sick with the same symptoms. And that was the beginning of something for me that turned into about six to eight months of sinus infections that they would put me on antibiotics. It would wouldn't do anything after about five different rounds of antibiotics. They finally sent me to an ear, nose and throat specialist. And they said, yes, there's something going on, but they wanted to do exploratory surgery. And I said, no, thank you. <laughs> so at the time, exploratory. that's when I found out about NAET, which actually yes, healed mm -hmm. me. Um, I found out that my body had become allergic to everything. Um, something caused this reaction in my body and it, it, the, it was environmentals first. Of course, it was the peeling of the onion as we do in mm -hmm. the energy clearing protocol. Um, we started out with dust, mold, um, I think it was dust, mold, grass, and pollen. And once those were cleared, I started my recovery. Um, of course, back then I had to go to a doctor. Mm -hmm. Now we can do it ourselves at home. For free, thanks to Candy's discovery. <laughs> Isn't it funny that that someone, you know, a lot of people too, uh, not just one person, would be diagnosed as being allergic to dust? Well, dust isn't everywhere all the time. <laughs> du dust isn't an right. issue in itself, right? Uh, and so we'll get into that, Bobby. We'll get into that. Right. So Kim, I wanted to mention that the first time you and I spoke on the phone, you called me and you said, you know, uh, Sunny said that you and I should chat. And you said to me, um, I was really sick and I went to this practitioner and they had me touch these vials and they, you know, tapped on my back and rubbed me in acupressure and, you know, sent me home to drink some water and I got better. And you said, I know you don't believe me, but it's true. And I started to laugh my full head off. And I said, I would love to tell you my story, but you just told it to me because it was exactly my same story, you know. And then I got to go to Oregon and I actually learned quantum physics. And that's how I learned that the frequency exists within the word. And that's how we can do the clearing protocol. And again, we'll get to that later as solutions. So let's talk about <clears throat> back in 2009, um, let me just start by saying that I am an extremely spiritual person. I was on my deathbed. I reached out to God. I begged him not to let me die. And the next day, my life literally started. And I have experienced about 12,862 miracles. 
in the last 16 years of my life. So there's no question for me that at a certain point, I realized that I was actually on a divine assignment, that I had a mission, that I was here for a purpose. I had a purpose. I, I had a reason to be here in this time period, to be born, to grow up where I did, to experience the things I did, to become a nurse, even though it wasn't really what I wanted to be, all to prepare me for what was lying ahead of me, which was the Morgellons research, obviously. And so um, time went on and I just dug deeper and deeper into everything. So I'm a very spiritual person. There will be times maybe throughout this podcast that I mention the Holy Spirit or I mention God or Jesus. That is because I am living proof of the fact that this is how it works. There is only one way and wide is the path, but narrow is the gate. Mm -hmm. So we have to reclaim the organic and by saying that I mean that we need to reconnect with our spiritual selves because humanity is starving for spirituality and it doesn't even know it people have become so disconnected from their own soul from their soul self they don't even know it exists And it's dormant. Instead of this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine and shining like a beacon because we are light beings. We literally emit biophotons, which is what Morgellons feeds off of, ironically. Um, It doesn't feed off your iron. It doesn't feed off your blood. It feeds off of your light. It feeds off of your biophotons. Um, And that is the work of Harold Kautz. I can't take credit for that. And there's going to be a lot of information that I give here today. And I will credit those people for that work because I can't take credit for it. I just found out where that piece fits into the puzzle of what we're trying to solve here on the grand scale. So we'll just start there with that, (laughs) just to get that out of the way. Um, And I'm not sure where you want to go from there. Now, I'm just going to say something about, you know, when I had, when I reached out to God back after, um, I grew up going to church, but I don't know that I really had that full connection relationship. And I, I asked God what the void was inside me. I had a void. And the next day I could hear him speak and he spoke directly to me and said many things. And my life changed from that day forward. The Holy Spirit was activated. I had this immense yes. creativity and just everything was flowing through me. I didn't understand it at the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what it was. Activation of the Holy Spirit, which leads us to absolute miracle after miracle because we're guided um, with a presence that's beyond us. It's really kind of through us and it's it's amazing. So I share in that same space. Um, I have countless miracles that... I can't attribute to anything other than God. I can't claim it's mine and I can't dumb it down or make it less than what it is. It's the experience of having that relationship. It's not about religion. It's a relationship. Well, while we're on this subject, let's talk about the experience that the three of us had together as a group at the conference in 2015 in Arizona. Um, We had all gotten together. We had known each other a couple of years online, worked together online very closely, lots of conference calls, lots of phone calls, lots of time spent together as a group. We did. And then we got together 
in person at the conference in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And Sonny was eight minutes into his presentation during that time. And a friend of ours in the audience went into a grand mal seizure. And so we stopped our recording. We flipped on the lights. I ran to her and I started doing the energy clearing protocol. And for the first time, it wasn't working. And I couldn't comprehend why it wouldn't work. It always works. Why is it not working? I'm not sure if I made the mistake of or what possessed me to, but for some reason, I looked at her face. Mm. And what I saw staring back at me was not human. Her eyes were completely fixed. First of all, I've been a nurse 30 years. I know that when you're having a seizure, your eyes roll in the back of your head. There's no way for you to control your eye socket movement. And these eyes were huge and brown and staring at me right through me. Her face was very contorted. She was foaming at the mouth and she was growling like a hellhound. And up until that moment, I did not believe in my heart of hearts that demons were literally in the flesh of humans. I did not believe that. And in that split second, what I saw before my very eyes was a demon literally attacking the flesh of my friend. Mm. And in a panic, it's not because I was afraid of it. I wasn't. I was afraid because I didn't know what to do about it. And so I threw my hands in the air and I said, oh, my God, what do I do? And the next thing I know, I'm laying behind her and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. And I cast you out in the name of God. You know, you shall go back where you came never to return again. I cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ. In the split second that I said Christ, she stopped seizing instantly. She didn't even go down into a petty mall seizure. She just stopped. And I watched her skin tone lighten 10 shades as she laid on the floor in front of me, like somebody had photoshopped her as she laid there. And she was fine. She went to the hospital. She got checked out. But I specifically remember you, Kimberly, walking up to me and saying to me, Candy, I just witnessed the Holy Spirit work through you to cast that thing out of her. Because right before you did that, it looked at me and hissed. And I went, what? What are we even talking about? I literally thought that somebody had put acid in my water. I literally thought that I was tripping on LSD Mm. because it was easier for me to comprehend that I saw that mutated human face because I'm tripping balls versus this is really what's happening in your reality right now in this split second candy. And what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And so that was my first real awakening to the fact that the Holy spirit lives within me. The Holy spirit works through me. The Holy spirit guides me. Um, There is no question about that for me. I've had so many experiences where I could literally tell you that, oh my goodness, that was literally the Holy Spirit, you know. So there is a lot to this. Morgellons is definitely a spiritual attack on humanity, for sure. Um, The most precious commodity in the entire universe, in the entire galaxy, in the entire everything is the human soul. Hmm. We are multifaceted. We are so amazing. And the saddest part is we have no idea about any of it. 
we don't know that we have special powers and that we have attributes and we can do things that we would never ever believe that we were capable of as a species. And that makes me really sad because I don't believe God just built us as these 3D structures and built the world and put us in it like little Lego men into Legoland. He built us, he created us and created the world for us to interact with it and to co-create our own realities. So once people understand that energy flows where thoughts go, and if you think negative, your whole life is just going to continue to be negative. And if you think positive, your vibration will raise and the energy will flow into those higher positive thoughts and you will accomplish your goals, whatever it is that you seek to do. People don't understand this. Again, they are so disconnected from their souls. They are so disconnected from God, from spirituality. Their little lights are very dim. They're like little fading fireflies and they don't even know it. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people walking around shining brighter than the sun because they know the deal, right? So right. That I want to make mention when, when I told you about um, that experience about her turning and looking at me and hissing while that thing was turning and looking and hissing. I, God told me to send love through my hand. So all I was doing is sending love. Like I was allowing his love through me, through my hands. And that's when it turned and looked and hissed. Yeah. So it felt the power of love and it, and the power of the Holy Spirit love and the power of the Holy Spirit casting out goes to show you we're not trained in this. <laughs> I remember seeing it all. I, uh, she, was, she was in the uh, chair right behind me. And I, I really wasn't expecting like anything like that to happen. I heard a uh, a small crashing sound. That was her falling out of her chair. I looked behind me, and they yeah. said, "No, uh, you, Candy, and Kimberly are both rushing towards her." And you know, I, I see this stuff coming out of her mouth, foam coming out of her mouth, and she's making weird sounds. Both of you guys uh, are over her. You, Candy, uh, you're praying. Kimberly's got her hands out. And, you know, I hear, hear her hiss. I wasn't sure if, it was, if she was hissing at um, Kimberly or you, but she was the demon that was inside of her. That's all I, I could equate it to was demonic possession. And really, it was, exactly what it, was. It, was, it was. It was mad. It was mad yeah. that, that, you know, it had been inside of her for so long and she was completely surrounded by by God's children. It was completely surrounded by God's children and wasn't going to inhabit that vessel any longer. Wow. And she, she had originally came to the conference because of Morgellons issues or she pulled this huge wire out of her back, right? Well, she came because I gave her the clearing protocol and it literally saved her life because she yeah. was bed bound living in a motel room when she found my work and did the clearing protocol. And her father said, I had to bring her to come meet you because you saved my baby's life. And so yeah. that was, you know, and of course it was all revolved around Morgellons too. But, um, oh, what was I going to say about that day? I, I do believe also um, that that demon knew it was going to get cast out because she was shaking a whole bunch the day before. And she and did. You I remember you saying, I remember you saying to me, 
after it was over with, you said, Candy, that thing was very afraid of you because every time she got close to you, her shaking increased exactly. exponentially, you know? So mm -hmm. it knew that mm -hmm. yeah. if anything was going to happen to it, it was going to be because of me. And it's all very surreal. You know, I have foot in, one foot in this world and one foot in the other world and, yeah. you know, trying to decipher what's real and what's not real. Well, what's real is my experiences. What's not real is the lack of information that's given to us, you know. It's not the lies that they tell. It's all the stuff they leave out. That's really where the problem is. Yeah. It's all the stuff you're not talking about, you know. Oh, look over here. Look over here. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. So, you know, that's where a lot of it comes in. And then I was uh, working along and someone sent me information on a man named Harold Kautz from Germany. Mm -hmm. And I found his material on black goo and the archons, which is the bases uh, video, which I recommend to everybody to see this in your lifetime. This man is amazing. He knows his work. He is uh, like he says, that he is a scientist, but he appreciates what lies in the spiritual realm. So um, him and I are very deeply connected, I would say, on a soul level. We've worked very closely together. He knows my work. He was actually very impressed with me, which I was impressed with me after that because, you know, he's he's a really big name. He knows his material. Um, but his work goes to show that Morgellons is a fungus. And of course, by now we know that we're not talking about a natural God-given fungus on the planet. We're talking about a genetically modified form of a fungus. Yeah. And so this fungus, Harold says, if an insect lands on this fungus, then the fungus will absorb the insect, absorb the DNA of the insect. And he goes into this very deeply into his material and tells it much better than I can. So I highly suggest you see his videos. Um, and so this is why we, not just insect either, we're talking about parasites and worms and bacteria, virus, fungus, molds, all of these different things, including plant life. So what's happening is they have taken this genetically modified fungus and they're using it because of its ability to absorb whatever it comes into contact with and to become that item, whatever it is, the insect, the worm, the parasite. So we are not dealing with natural worms and parasites and insects. Once again, we are dealing with genetically modified organisms. And so that takes care of the, let's say, natural slash biological. I won't even say natural. I'll just say the biological aspect of Morgellons. People who have leaves growing out of the bottom of their feet, people who have fungus growing out of their leg, people who have all of these things that nobody would even believe could be reality, is in fact reality. I have seen more people in 16 years sending me photos of what they've gone through, and I know what I've gone through myself, so I believe them. It is tragic. It is sad. Tons of people being absolutely dismissed by the medical community, given labels of delusions of parasitosis, locked up in psych wards, mm. called names, mm. belittled, shamed for their belief 
that something is happening to them that nobody else in the world understands. And it's tragic. It is tragic. And until it happens to you, you can't comprehend it. You can't comprehend something that attacks you physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually in this 3D realm. You cannot comprehend it. You can watch all the movies you want on you know, Hollywood TV. You're never going to get it until you get it. And that's the sad fact. So um, the second part of Morgellons is the what I call the unnatural artifacts, the crystals, which come out in shapes of hexagons and rhomboids and triangles and are very sharp like glass emerging from the skin. Because what happens is these components, these smart dust materials, these nanomaterials are sprayed via illegal aerosol operations otherwise known as chemtrails, in the sky over your head. If you're not looking up and you don't see the tic-tac-toe or you don't see the sunburst or you don't see all of the strange oddities, the harp holes being punched into a big cloud burst, if you're not looking up and seeing all of this, you're part of the problem because you're certainly not part of the solution. Wake up, people. Look up in the sky. Figure out it's not right. Look into harp the high frequency active auroral research program. I don't just sit and, you know, reiterate these words for my health. I say it because people need to educate themselves. God tells us knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. And until you know about something, you're ignorant and you can't fix what you're ignorant to. So we have to educate ourselves, folks. Really, that's what this is all about. Yeah, and God says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge, and he means that in a literal sense in this day and age. So the, you know, Morgellons is really called the fiber disease because that's a big part of this illness is that people are finding these colored fibers. I relate the fibers to fiber optics, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. The computers, everything is fiber optic, right? the Wi-Fi system, all these things. We use fiber optics for all of this. And so we have colored fibers coming out of the human body. And I've seen every color there is in the rainbow. People have sent me pictures of every color that there is that exists. Um, so it's not just one color or two colors. And then we have the crystals, like I mentioned. So we have fibers, we have crystals, we have things we call black specks, which are like a coffee ground, it looks like. And that I believe is part of the black goo material. And again, if you haven't seen Harold Kautz's work on black goo and archons, you really need to educate yourself on these topics if you want to understand what Morgellons is about. Because, you know, he was doing this work on this black goo and I'm over here doing this work on Morgellons. And finally, we were like, oh, you got your peanut butter and my chocolate and my chocolates and your peanut butter, you know, like our information crossed over and we realized, you know, they're probably using black goo in the nanotechnology to create these particles, huh. which they can pre-program to self-assemble, to self-replicate. There is, you know, self-replication, top down, bottom up. I mean, if you guys look at this stuff, you won't even believe it. You need a PhD just to read one PDF on it. You can't even understand the language that they speak because it's so far advanced. 
And so we're talking about things like biomems, M-E-M-S, mems, and bionems, N-E-M-S, nems. And these are micro mechanical, literally. Mm -hmm. So wait, I'm getting off track. Let me go back to the microelectron mechanical systems. Is that yes? And so we have the fibers and the crystals and the black specks and all of these different things associated with Morgellons. Nobody knows what it is. Nobody knows where it's coming from. First of all, colored fibers. I've been a nurse for 30 years. Colored fibers emerging from the human body is not a natural thing in any part of our universe. It is not natural for the human body to expel these wildly colored fibers. It is not natural for people to pull things out of their skin that look like little specks specks of glitter that change color in certain light that some of them open like a Swiss army knife. They're multi-layered. None of this is natural in the human body. So digging further into this, which I did a lot of work with Sonny Irvin on this topic, and we found information on DARPA moldice, M-O-L-D-I-C-E, which is bio-nanomolecular devices, moldice, molecular device. And so these crystals and fibers and different things that we're finding in the human condition are actually biosensors, lab on a chip. Check that out, DARPA lab on a chip right there. You've got it right in front of you. Mm -hmm. So these are teeny tiny chips, basically, right? Liquid crystal. Mm -hmm. That's what DARPA is working on, liquid crystal. And they're aerosolized. And so we breathe them in because they're teeny tiny particles, smart dust, right? We breathe it in and it gets into our bodies and it just starts doing its thing. It, it knows where to go. It's pre-programmed where to go, stop, set up, and then everything comes to you and self-assembles. So now we have, um, let's call them implants, you know, up and down our spines, different areas of our body, our brains, all these things, because these things are self-assembling. And this is not science fiction Hollywood folks. This is not, oh, look at this girl. She's crazy. She's talking about all this stuff, you know, building a ship in a bottle. It's exactly what they're doing to you and you don't even know about it. And that's the sad part. So make fun of me if you need to, because a lot of people do, but someday you'll look back and say, oh, that crazy girl was absolutely right. She knew what she was doing. People would, uh... So we get into two different aspects of Morgellons. And I like to stress this all the time. We have the natural part, which is the fungus. It's not really natural. It's GMO. But it is the reason that we are dealing with every single species. We are They're crossing the species barriers, which is really the crime in all of this. Then we have the DARPA moldice, the crystals, the hexagons, the rhomboids, the triangles, the uh, colored fibers. I can't even tell you. Nano feathers. I've seen all kinds of things that you wouldn't even believe exist. Nano lattice. And it goes on and on and on. Scaffolding. A friend of mine lives in California. She removed a chunk of black goo from her body that contained a green flashing light. We're talking about things like quantum dots. We're talking about hydrogel. We're talking about graphene. So if you're not educated on these topics, I highly suggest you get a pen and paper, you watch this recording again, 
you hit the highlight, scratch down a few words and go digging yourself mm -hmm. and educate yourselves on what's happening out there. Because what this is that I wrote an article back in 2009, Morgellons is not a disease. It is a process. It is the fetal stages of transhumanism and it is upon us. And that's exactly what's happening. And that was compliments of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit showed me that this was transhumanism. The Holy Spirit showed me that this is literally fallen angel technology mm -hmm. or fallen angel induced technology. Yes, humans created it, but created it. Why? Because they were under the guise of this dark influence, let's say, right? Because the problem is everything can be used for good, and then it has an alternative nefarious purpose. So, you know, there's an Ebola outbreak, and they get up in those planes, and they spray something, and it kills all the Ebola, so the Ebola doesn't kill all the humans. There's the good side of chemtrails, right? But you have them up there spraying barium and strontium and aluminum and lithium and all of these heavy metals, which is killing life literally on this planet, which is another goal, is to replace carbon-based life with silica-based life, digital life, mm -hmm. holographic life, however you want to call that. Because the end game in all of this for them is immortality. That's what they seek. This is why Dr. Carey found the Hydra in the vaccine, because the Hydra is immortal. It mm -hmm. has immortal cells. So this is the basis of the, basically the experimentation of what they've come up with and their methods, their science, you know, so far. Excuse me one moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you believe the Hydra... Um... <coughs> are also being sprayed or are they just coming through the injections? You know, at this point who, everything is conjecture. Yeah. There's no way of knowing really anything. This is just all the information that I've put together from, Oh, I don't know. Let's say a hundred thousand people in 16 years of my life. Um, that have just brought all this information and just put the pieces together and figure out, you know, this is what they're doing. And of course, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> like I said, the Holy Spirit has so much of an influence on me when it comes to so much of this way back when it was revealed to me that Morgellons is spiritual warfare. And I thought, Whoa, you know, they're after my soul. They don't want my mind. They certainly don't want my body. Mm -hmm. They want my soul. And yeah. that's what this is all about. And they want the haves and the have-nots. So they're eliminating the middle class at every turn, every chance they get. And, you know, the, the slaves will work for the masters, and that's the way they want it. And this is what part of it is. And I rewatched a... Harold Kautzvela video, Harold Kautz video recently, and he talks about the coronavirus and he, you know, COVID-19, it started out as coronavirus and quickly changed to COVID-19. Um, but he says that it was the coronation of the new world order. 
And when everybody was on, you know, lockdown and you're non-essential, we don't need you to go to work today. Mm -hmm. I'm an essential person. I'm a nurse. I have to go to work. So I got in my car and I drove to work and it was like a ghost town. I was waiting to see tumbleweed roll down my street. Like, where is everybody? Very eerie. And the first thing I thought to myself is that, um, you know, this is a soft martial law, really. You know, it was like a soft roll-in of martial law. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do not have these certain jobs, do not leave your home, do not go to the store, do not, you know, like, what? Are you people crazy? Then we get into the <laughs> the fact that at the conference in 2015, Sonny Irvin delivered a presentation that was phenomenal. And about one hour into that presentation, he starts discussing a man by the name of Charles M. Lieber from Harvard University. And Sonny literally says in that video, we need to pay attention to this guy. We're going to need to know this information somewhere in the future. In 2020, Charles M. Lieber from Harvard University was arrested for having a lab in Wuhan, China. He he and two nationalists, Chinese nationalists, were arrested for having a lab set up in Wuhan. Our government didn't know he had a lab set up. He was being paid big bucks by the Chinese government. And he had a lab there. Well, they very quickly shoved all of it under the rug and said, oh, Lieber had nothing to do with the pandemic. Okay, um, because you say so. I suppose is the answer to that, right? You say so, so therefore it is. Okay, I didn't buy it. So I started digging into his nanotransistor, excuse me just for a moment, and um, I found out that he built a nanotransistor that can go in and out of cells undetected. Your body doesn't even know it's there. It can go into a cell, it can come out of a cell, and it's undetected by the human body. Now, a transistor is an amplifier. What are they amplifying? They're amplifying the 5G radiation coming from the towers. Mm -hmm. So if you have, let's say you have COVID um, and you're sick, right? So if you live in an area where they turn on 5G towers, let's go back. Wuhan, China was the first city in the world in March of 2020 to turn on 10,000 5G towers at the same time. Mm -hmm. My personal theory is Charles Lieber worked with Chinese government doing a bio-nano hybrid. So they used the biological, which is the coronavirus. They fused it with the nano, which is Lieber's nanotransistor slash amplifier. Mm -hmm. So now I come down sick with COVID and I have this virus in my body, but I also have the nanotransistor in my body. And so if I go stand next to a 5G tower, or I live in an area where they turn on 5G, and I'm already sick, let's say I have diabetes, heart disease, I have an underlying condition, and then I get sick with COVID, and they turn on 5G in my area, I'm probably going to die. Vaccinated or not, I'm probably going to die. This is the reason people are dying. So when all this took place, this COVID, something didn't sit right with me and Holy Spirit kept pushing me 
towards the 5G, towards the radiation. And one day I said, wait a minute, I'm going to look this up. And I looked up how to treat radiation exposure. And the answer is time. What did we all have to do? Quarantine, 14 days, 10 days. There was our time. Mm -hmm. The next thing is distance, Mm -hmm. social distancing. Why are we social distancing for a virus for the first time in the history of mankind? Why don't we social distance during flu season? How come this was never a thing? Why is this a thing now? What's going on here? It doesn't make sense. And then I realized if I'm a human being and I go stand near a 5G cell tower, I become, picture me as a red wave, right? I'm a red wave because I'm radioactive, right? And then if I go stand next to you, my radioactivity will affect your body if I stand very close to you. However, if I stand six feet away from you, by the time the radiation leaves my body, it dissipates so that it doesn't have an effect on you. So we weren't social distancing to prevent the virus from being spread. They want that virus to spread. We were social distancing so we didn't kill each other with radiation exposure. Because if we have 60 gigahertz coming at us, we have COVID now in our body. And let's say that 60 gigahertz is being amplified to 90 gigahertz now. And I don't know the numbers. I'm just throwing this out there, right? And now you have everybody walking around giving off this 90 gigahertz. In essence, what they're doing is turning each one of us into our own wireless router. You won't need to be near your router in the living room because the Wi-Fi as it hits you is being amplified from your body and you are now the router. Right. So COVID virus, coronavirus ties directly into the nanotransistor, ties into the 5G towers, ties into turning us into our own Wi-Fi wireless routers. And then if we look at everything, you know, streets in towns are built on grid patterns and Each one of those houses has an electrical box and each one of those streets have all of the LED streetlights and everything is literally a grid, you know, and eventually they're going to lock down the grid. I mean, this is what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with ancient satanic bloodlines that have been ruling the world since the beginning of time. That's the bottom line. Why are all the United States presidents all related to one another because it's a bloodline thing. You don't think Joe, the guy who delivers the post office mail is going to come and run for president, do you? It's not the way it works. So, you know, they're bloodlines, they're ancient. Back in the day, there was so much incest and everything inbreeding within families because they wanted to keep the bloodline pure. So that's what all of this is about. So really, we need to raise our consciousness Mm -hmm. and raise the collective consciousness of humanity and just start reconstructing everything because the majority of everything we've been taught is a lie. Propaganda, I used to look at Russia and say, oh, those poor people, all they get to listen to is whatever the government wants them to believe. (laughs) Oh, and Boy, was I astounded when I really woke up here in America and went, oh, it's not just Russia. It's not just China. Welcome to the world and the lamestream media. 
And then I have people say, oh, well, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Oh my God, if that's not the most insulting in, to my intelligence thing that I've ever heard in my life, it just boggles me. Uh-huh. So, Morgellons, transhumanism, immortality. It's basically the bottom line of what we're dealing with. People come into my group, they're like, tell me what it is. I tell them and they get mad. Or they say, no, I don't think that's it. Oh, okay, but you just got here. And I've been here for 16 years. <laughs> digging in the trenches so you know i'm just trying to help you out it's really what it is so i'll stop there i was um i came across this new new concept uh well concept that's new to me today uh and of course you know people like us we we've heard of the concept known as the internet of things or iot uh you know and 5g millimeter waves microwaves um that are antenna you know receivers and transmitters that are spaced so say 10 feet apart six feet apart uh communicate with each other and work together um and no matter the size you know nano micro um large scale uh Mm -hmm. together they're, they're known as the internet of things though when these things as a complex working network become ingrained, embedded within organic beings, organic lives, um, then what we're looking at in the Rand Corporation's own words is the internet of bodies, uh, the monitoring, recording, modifying, augmenting, uh, transforming, uh, the human, the intact human being into really the host of a government and corporations creations, their internet of things embedded within you, thus creating an internet of humans. And these humans, you kind of stoked my, um, a, a, um, something I've never really thought of is, you know, these, these, um, that people being used really as antenna or as a, a working network for the machine. Uh, it's kind of interesting, this, uh, six feet apart thing. Um, and then we see the 5g antenna, they have to be spaced, uh, real, I think at most about 15 feet apart, usually 10 feet, but let's just say six feet, uh, just for, uh, the sake of the six feet apart, Diddy. So they're spacing human beings out six feet apart. I wonder, and you know, we, we have to theorize sometimes. I do like like facts more. Um, you know, the six feet apart thing, really, you know, really these people in a line, you know, in a supermarket standing six feet apart, are part of could potentially be part of a an antenna system uh, very similar to a mechanical 5g antenna array Mm -hmm. but for experimental purposes they were using humans as uh, receivers and transmitters to see if they could send one communication you know one um one signal out to one person and then it be able to effectively go down the whole line of people that were 
placed six feet apart. Right. You know, being able to communicate with those machines that were already injected within within them. Um, so, you know, speaking of the Internet of Bodies, and again, that was the Rand Corporation. What's what do you personally think of when you hear that that phrase? Uh, to me, it makes me a little nauseous, <laughs> you know, to hear that phrase, to see that phrase. Yeah. Because to me, uh, human beings in the temple is sacred, but to corporations like Rand, we're just hosts for their products. Okay, so let's start with this. We are sacred beings. We are sacred beings of light, really, is what we are. We're spiritual beings who came here to have a human experience. We're not humans here having a spiritual experience. That's not the way it works. So when I hear Internet of Bodies, first of all, I've always known in my heart of hearts that we have a natural, innate, built-in mechanism. It's actually based in quantum here on this planet in which we, in which our energy fields interact with energy fields around us, whether it's the environment, if it's a tree, a flower, if it's a dog, if it's another human being, if it's an entire group of people, our energy field merges with those energy fields, goes in and out of those energy fields, has contact with it. Um, and we, I truly believe that we even communicate through that way. <clears throat> So we already have a natural internet of bodies. It's called life. Yes. And, you know, we call these things synchronicities. We call them fate. We call it destiny. We call it all of these things. And really what it is is that energy flows where thoughts go. So when you're thinking very, very hard and heavily and heavily and heavily about something, everything that you do in your life when you are setting a goal and you really want to get there, you think positive, you do all the steps. What's the first thing I need to do? You take the first step, all the other steps, and then finally you achieve your goal. If you sit there every day and say, I'm never going to get this done, guess what? You're never going to get it done. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. That's exactly it. It comes down to that. So we have a natural internet of bodies. Um, you know, I could tell you a story about the first night in Arizona when I met Sonny and we were chatting about a certain person. He hadn't talked to that person in a year and a half. As we are chatting about that person, that person calls his phone mm. out of the blue after a year and a half. Why did she call that phone? Because Sonny and I are two very powerful beings. We came together for the first time in person ever. And within the first hour of us standing this far away from each other in the same room, a person from his past who he hasn't spoke to in a year and a half calls because we are literally in that room speaking her name at that time. That is the natural internet of bodies. Yeah. That is the natural connection that we have as human beings. Now, when we get into the Rand Corporation and we get into Blackwater, we get into all of these mm. ugly and nefarious things that we're dealing with, it all leads us to the 2045 initiative. And if you haven't seen this, you need to. 
because their goal eventually is to take a digital body. Now, think about this, folks. This is what Oculus Rift is all about. This is what video games is all about. This is them transitioning us slowly. They have already created a sentient world simulation program. And they already have a digital copy of you in that program. And me, and Kim, and Bobby. And the way that they're doing this is every keystroke on the computer, every page you look at, everything that piques your interest, every hobby, everything that creates you to be you, they are absorbing, usurping that information from the internet. <clears throat> and on the second hand, they have the DARPA Moldice biosensors. We're going back to Morgellons. We're going back to the DARPA Moldice. These biosensors read out your biological information, converts it to your, I want to say, reads out your biological signals, converts them to digital signals in real time, and feeds that information to AI. So at any time of the day, AI knows what your heart rate is, what your blood pressure is, and they have constructed a digital avatar. This is why the whole avatar fad, they're trying to get you used to having an avatar. Mm -hmm. And if you really look up what an avatar is, it is allowing another deity to represent you as a human, which is totally demonic and ties into the satanic realm. So if you have an avatar that you use your little emojis with the little person that you built, please get rid of it as soon as possible. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Um, And so this is what we're dealing with is the sentient world simulation program and the fact that they want to get rid of all of carbon life and create a silicon based life form which is digital which is computer silica right silicon valley all these things so uh the immortality is the end game for them that is their goal when you look at the 2045 initiative you're going to see a picture of a human being that is nothing but a blue digital grid And they give you even the timeline of when they are prepared for all of this to transpire. And by year 2045, their end goal is to upload human consciousness into a digital avatar. And the reason they want to do this, as far as I'm concerned, is that they have performed heinous crimes against humanity, against God's creation. And they are trying to escape death. They're trying to escape hell Mm -hmm. and they're trying to escape their eternal punishment for what they have done to God's creation here on the planet. And that's why the push for immortality. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really just technological immortality. And, you know, the copy of, of these consciousness that they're attempting to upload into machines, these, these aren't really the consciousness of, uh, of these these people even if even if it's a copy even right? if it's, it's a it, copy it's it, not the real person it's a copy it's not actually the consciousness so what they're what they're doing is they're commercializing what was once sacred um while attempting to escape satan can't create he can only manipulate <laughs> while attempting to oh that's my line that is my line and how many times have i said that and the truth of the matter is 
everything that exists and i figured it was another you know holy ghost epiphany that i had the holy spirit every single thing that exists in a natural world that we live in satan has already created an artificial replacement for that mm -hmm. so we have real clouds we have chem clouds we have real food we have gmo food we have real herbal medicine we have pharmacology chemical petroleum based medications mm -hmm. everything that is real you know we have beautiful water clean untouched water and of course we're drinking bottled spring water probably filled with nanotechnology who knows what's in it right so yeah. everything our food our water our air has all been basically replaced right there was a time where you didn't go to the grocery store to buy organic food everything was organic it was food and then <laughs> satan came along and started using pesticides and genetically modified seeds and you know, when we get onto the topic of celiac disease, humans are not sensitive to wheat or to gluten. And I have proved it every single time through muscle testing. They're sensitive to the glyphosate that's being sprayed on the wheat. They're sensitive to the chemical that's being processed when the wheat is being processed. Yeah. But again, the clearing protocol can clear that in five minutes. So let's discuss that because I'm going to have to get going here in a little bit. <clears throat> but it's on solutions now. <laughs> When we see, yeah, some solutions here to all of this nonsense and nightmare. So like Kim and I discussed in the beginning of this film is that, you know, she went to an NAET practitioner. I went to someone who was doing basically the same premise. And those practitioners literally brought Kimberly and I from the dead. I mean, literally saved our lives. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Oregon to do a conference there. And at that conference, I learned that literally the frequency exists within the word. God says, let there be light. And then there was light. The word light existed before light. So when light did exist, it imprinted its frequency from that word. Mm -hmm. So everything in the world has its own frequency. When we are born, we have a data bank in our bodies and we are supposed to have every single frequency that exists. The problem is sometimes we're born without them. Sometimes they go missing through trauma, age, disease process. Something happens, you wake up one day and suddenly you can't eat something that you've eaten all of your life and you have no idea why it's suddenly bothering you. It's bothering you because that frequency has gone missing. So the quantum um, quantum energy clearing on Facebook is what it's called. Quantum energy healing page. If you go there, you read the, the featured post that is there. Kimberly was gracious all those years ago to do a five-minute video and show you exactly how to do the clearing process on yourself. Mm -hmm. Drink a lot of water when you're done. Read the featured pros two or three times if you have to, to understand what it says. There's a lot of information there. It's a very simple process. It takes five minutes and it will completely change your life if you do it every day. Um, I would get more into it detail-wise, but everything is there for you in the group. Again, it's Quantum Energy Clearing on Facebook. And um, 
another solution that I have is my darling friend, Elena Kyle, has a page on Facebook called EMF. So that would be like Edward Michael Frank, EMF, Blocking Hats by Elena. That is her Facebook page. Her name is Elena Kyle, spelled A-L-A-N-A-K-Y-L-E. You can private message her on her page. And she told me after watching one of the videos that I did in New York that, um, first of all, she's a seamstress. And she told me that Holy Spirit laid it upon her to make EMF blocking hats. So she was kind enough to make me this one. I'll show it to you. It's just, uh, it has a fold down. So when you're sleeping, you can literally pull this down over your eyes. Yeah. And it protects your eyes. It protects your brain from the 5G radiation. It has a metal liner inside. So I call it my tinfoil hat, obviously. And it is the most stylish tinfoil hat you'll ever see in your life. She does make them for men too. And they are a little bit different in style. They're not as feminine. And they have two little pieces here on the side, the straps. And you can just tie it in the back and tie it around. And that's it. And if you want to sleep, you can pull this down over your eyes like I showed you. Or you can take this and pull it forward and tie it in the front. And it's cute. And that's usually how I wear mine. It suits me very well. And I'm in love with it. So there was a day I was trying to do some research and I couldn't really focus on what I was doing. I was getting very aggravated. And suddenly Holy Spirit is like, where's your hat? <laughs> and I went and put on my hat. And I literally sat there for 16 hours and did nothing but listen to videos and take notes for 16 hours with that hat on. I mean, don't get me wrong. I ate a lot and I went to the bathroom a few times, but I did a lot of work and I was really able to focus and concentrate on what I was doing there. So I highly recommend EMF Blocking Hats by Elena. I highly recommend Quantum Energy Clearing on Facebook. <clears throat> if you have more gillens and you are dealing with physical sores, skin lesions, I highly recommend using a sulfur-based ointment along with DMSO. And you can find that at any feed store. It is a clear liquid. It looks like water. It is not water. It is a byproduct of when paper is made. And it is the only thing that I have found in 16 years that is worthy to put out there to other people to say, try this on your skin. It really will be amazing. I have lots of people who say they finally did it and they can't believe the results in their, their skin. It helps on areas of pain. It helps with all kinds of things. You can look it up again. It is D like dog M like Mary S like Sam O like Oscar. So DMSO. And I highly recommend that. Um, the other thing is obviously to eat as clean as you can, as often as you can. Um, drink lots of clean water. Of course, your body is 70% water and requires a lot of hydration. Most people do not drink nearly enough water. You're supposed to be drinking at least eight eight-ounce bottles a day. Is that me? It might be me. The that's, ice cream that's, man. My apology. That's the uh, the outro music. I right? was like, where's that? Is that from from outside? Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, it's funny because yeah. when we started talking about the hats. Elena just sent me a message on Facebook at the exact same time you were talking about her hats. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's the energy. She's a really, <laughs> she's a really dear friend of mine. I've, I've been honored to be able to spend a few weeks with her, um, you know, over the years in California and with her husband. And she really is such a gem. She's one of my biggest cheerleaders when it comes to the clearing protocol. She tells everybody that it saved her life. And because she was able to save her own life, she went on to save, you know, her husband and her mother and her daughters and um, really kind of an amazing story and testimonial for the clearing protocol. Um, and there are hundreds, if not thousands of them, people around the world even who contact me with questions and and write to me and say, oh, you saved my life or you changed my life for the better. Or, you know, I was dealing with this and now it's gone. I can't thank you enough. And it's really humbling. It's overwhelming sometimes. Um, but God could not have given me a better gift in this world than to be able to help other people. I mean, I became a nurse at the age of 23 years old because I wanted to help everybody. And so then, you know, once you realize what nursing really is all about, um, I was able that I had the, um, you know, I was glad I had the energy clearing protocol, the quantum clearing protocol to, um, you know, put in place of that nursing stuff and say, never mind that uh, Western medicine stuff. Here, try this alternative little thing that's just going to rock your socks and change and save your life. And again, I'm here with Kimberly and she saw an NAET practitioner. Mm-hmm. And the, cl- the quantum protocol is really the same thing. It's just easier. You do it yourself and you don't have to pay a practitioner $100 a session to do it. Yeah, so you can do it in your own home or anywhere at any time. <laughs> if anyone wants to That's get correct. if anyone wants to get in touch with you directly, how would they do that? Um, generally, Facebook is the best way to find me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have an email. I don't use it very often, so I don't give out the the address to it very often because I really don't pay attention to it. I'm just too busy. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook generally, Facebook Messenger is really the way to find me. Okay. And that's how most people find me. Yeah. It's Candy, K-A-N-D-Y, mm-hmm. Griffin, and then Vanda Walker, V-A-N-D-A Walker. So that's right. how you can reach me. Okay. Awesome. And then, of course, I have my Morgellons group on Facebook is called Morgellons, an open forum. And then there is the uh, quantum energy clearing page also that I run. And then I have my own personal page. And there's also a page called Morgellons Unfiltered, which is run by my darling friend, Nikki. And she is an amazing person and has some amazing video work on her page and photographs of this thing and its life cycle. And, you know, there are lots of people out there digging into things. So Elena has her EMF blocking hats by Elena. I have Morgellons and Open Forum and Quantum Clearing Protocol, and Nikki has Morgellons Unfiltered. So please feel free to join those groups. Once you get inside those groups, you can use the search bar at the top. It looks like a little, uh, you know, magnifying glass icon, and you can search those groups for any word that you're looking for information on. I highly suggest Morgellons Open Forum and search for the term DARPA Moldice. Mm-hmm. and read what I have written and the final report that I present there, which is from DARPA themselves. I don't make this up. You know, I just find the information and, you know, try to relay it as transparently as I can to the general public. So 
I want to thank you both for having me here today. It was so nice to see you again and to catch up for old time's sake. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. only thing that I ask from here forward is to keep closer in touch with me. Yes. Please. Okay. You got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Virtual hug. You guys are fantastic. I love you very much. I'm honored that you asked me once again to be your guest on a call to actions. Um, I didn't realize that I was your first guest the first time around. I never knew that. I didn't know yeah. that I was the way first to start. Ever. Way to start it out, you know. My well, start out with you a and Sunny were so fantastic and so professional that I thought you had, guys had been doing this for like ten years. I'm like, oh, they're pros at this. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know how to turn on Zoom, you know. Yeah. Well, that was that was the Holy Spirit leading the way. So exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I did want to make a mention. Uh, I did notice on Elena's page that there was some before and afters of people who put these hats up. And I want to tell you that speaks volumes. A lot of people don't realize they're EMF sensitive. Yeah, that's another big part of it. And the energy clearing protocol, there's a file for that. You know, everybody always says there's an app for that. And my saying now is there's a file for that. I made a file for COVID. I made a file for the COVID vaccine. I made file for everything. So, you know, the idea is to replace all of the frequencies within your body that have gone missing. So this is a very customized treatment because it depends on the person. It's going to customize to your body to replace the frequencies within you that have gone missing. And now you'll be able to absorb nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and, you know, food is medicine. We don't need medication from the big pharma, which is the big harma. You know, we don't need that. We need nutrients. We need food. We need vitamins. We need minerals. That's right. So food is medicine. Yeah. And um, once you get going on the energy clearing protocol, and I'm sorry, the quantum clearing protocol, I just changed the name recently, so forgive me. It's called the Quantum Energy Clearing. And when you go to that page, you'll see my personal before and after photo of just the clearings. And then when you go to Elena's EMF blocking page, uh, blocking hats, you will also see some amazing before and after. People did not know they were sensitive to these materials. So, of course, whenever someone orders a hat from Elena, she tells them, oh, and by the way, don't forget to do the quantum energy healing, too. You know, that that's a really big mm -hmm. thing, quantum energy clearing. So they do the combination. They do the clearing. They clear themselves for the EMF sensitivity, and then they use the hat, and they just completely change their whole lives. Yay. So it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So thank you once again. You're welcome, Candy. Oh, yeah. um, anytime, anytime you guys want to do this, you know, I'm back in a couple here. weeks with Dr. Carrie Madey. All of us. Impressive. Together. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's going to be so, a good one. We just thought we'd lay the foundation here and kind of take it to uh, the next level with all that we have to share in the next round. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the problem is it's it's kind of hard to just go in a straight line when we're discussing these things, you yeah. know, or somebody will say something and it'll make me remember, oh, yes, I wanted to mention this or mention that. So I hope I didn't scoot around too much in the conversation. I tried to stay, you know, pretty much on track, but we're dealing with several different topics and we're dealing with the physical body and mental and emotional and 
you know, spiritual aspect of everything too. So there's a lot of information to relay. And um, I only hope that I have served you well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely have. <laughs> Trying to scrunch it all into one hour is quite tough. Though but we did we, it. we touched on a lot. And, you know, this beast that we're exposing has many tentacles. So it, it's tough. It's tough not to, you know, go into every tentacle when talking about a full body that, you know, that we're but The beauty is we have yeah, well, solutions. <laughs> I'll leave you with this. Um, as the Bible tells us, and I saw it like a sea of glass mingled with fire. And so when we visualize the sea of glass mingled with fire, what could they have meant? Well, perhaps they meant the fiber optics, the fiber cables that we're dealing with when we're dealing with, you know, artificial intelligence and Morgellons disease. But the Bible says, and I saw it like a sea of glass mingled with fire and those that stood upon it who had had victory over it and over the beast, they literally say victory over the beast yeah. and its name and its number. And these beings were playing the harps of God. Mm-hmm. So spoiler alert, we win. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sorry, Satan. That's really the way it goes. All the right. war has already been won. We just oh, yeah. were in the, at the end of it. <laughs> That's exactly. Uh, right. we, we do have to leave information like this behind for those resistance soldiers once we're gone. So, can exactly correct. Thank you for being on Call to Actions again. We will stay in, stay in conversations and keep it all going. There's plenty we have to do still. I thank you, and I love you both. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.